discuss a sensitive subject we all need to talk and think about. Here now is Jennifer Graziano and Time to Talk. Good morning, Westchester. It's 9 a.m. on Monday, and that, <laughs> and that means it's time to talk with me, Jen Graziano. I'm a licensed funeral director who oversees my family's funeral homes, Cox and Graziano of both the Marinick and Greenwich and the Zion Memorial Chapel of Westchester. Every Monday, I come to you discussing important topics and sensitive matters that all of us need to pause and reflect upon at some point. And through this show, I hope to provide a platform to do so. If you're joining us this Monday, we'll take your questions, comments, and calls live in the studio to 914-636-0110 if you are listening on WVOX, a Whitney Global Media Station. Good morning, Control Room. And good morning, Facebook Live viewers. I hope you're enjoying this early morning on this Martin Luther King Day. Hello to Tim Judge, GreenwichLocal.com, the man behind the camera. And the man on the other side of the camera just had me cracking up because he couldn't operate his chair. But I trust, trust me, he's a very intelligent man here to give us some great legal advice. Just don't ask him to fix your chair. Um, our legal expert on the show, if you will, he's been on many, many times, Sal DiCostanzo, a partner, a maker for Golly DiCostanzo offices in Northern and Southern Westchester. He has really helped so many listeners and viewers of our show and we're going to be discussing some great info today. So good morning, Sal. Good morning, Jen. Are you are you secure there? Are I'll you be set? okay. They don't teach you this in law school. <laughs> you know what? I can't even laugh at you. I have the same struggles <laughs> myself. And my chair is a bit wobbly, too. But welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. Good to see you. So um, I always begin our shows by saying Sal specializes in the field of elder law. And it's I akin it to if you have a heart problem, you're not going to really just go to your primary doctor. You're going to go to a cardiologist. And this is really the need for a specialized person in this field of elder law. When we're trying to do asset protection and preservation, when we are trying to plan ahead, it's so important to be with with. Sal himself or someone like Sal was also a CPA. So you have I'm not a CPA, I'm an accountant. An accountant. I'm I'm so, well, I was trying to elevate you on the yeah, show today. You're give me in trouble. Bestowing <laughs> an extra title. He's an accountant, but nonetheless, quite knowledgeable. So welcome back. Thank you, Jen. So it's the premise in which I reached out to you. I think you kind of laughed at me, but I think it, I think it's something that's on the forefront of the news these, these days and worth discussing. We're talking about guardianship and I texted him because I watched the Nancy Grace, Britney Spears documentary, which I thought was wonderful. And I think it, it was such a terribly unfortunate misuse and abuse of power. And that could be a conversation for another day. But guardianship is something that really comes into play when you're speaking of some type of incapacitation, you're lacking capacity, you're lacking this ability to make decisions for yourself, um, be it health, financial, and a guardian comes into play. So I really want to break down for listeners and viewers how guardianship and conservatorship comes to be. Let's start there and I go think on. that's a good starting point. And I think that's important, Jen, because a lot of people, I think it's important for us to educate our audience as to as to when a guardianship can come about. Um, a lot of people, you know, anybody that has a, a little bit of, uh, of knowledge about guardianships knows that the typical scenario for a guardianship is when somebody has uh, generally lost their capacity. Uh, let's say somebody's suffering from a cognitive impairment. It could be anything. It could be dementia. It could be Alzheimer's. And they're incapable of handling their affairs, right? And when we talk about w what are their affairs, right? So we're talking about their finances, mm -hmm. but we're also talking about their 
their their medical decisions, mm-hmm. right? So somebody that is incapable of, of making those types of decisions. So we're talking of an after-the-fact scenario. There's been a triggering event that has rendered them incapable, correct? Well, usually, but that's the key, and that's I think where you can you you can uh, use the Britney Spears case as as a, as a good good example. Uh, generally speaking, yes, as a triggering event, somebody loses their capacity, but, but, you know, these cognitive impairments really happen over time. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but it could be a trick, uh, you know, an onset, you know, a sudden onset, it could be a stroke, right. Okay. Um, where somebody, uh, is, is fully functioning today and then tomorrow they're not. <clears throat> and the key there, the message is, which you and I have, 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 have said ad nauseum is, is you've got to have your planning in place. Right. And what does that mean? You really want to have a good power of attorney and a healthcare proxy in place. Uh, and this is overlooked often by people. So in the presence of, and, I, and I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I want to go into distinguishing the POA, but in the presence of a power and attorney and a healthcare proxy, there would be that, it would render the need for a guardian uh, would, it, it or might, not. It, it might. Okay. And that, again, you, we could talk about the Britney Spears case in a moment, but if, if you drafted a power of attorney okay. and you appointed me as your agent, <clears throat> I can handle your affairs, your financial affairs. Correct. So if you have lost your capacity, if you can't, uh, if you have functional limitations. You would step in. I could, I could step in. And, but you have to do that in advance. That's why they call them advanced directives. Correct. Right. Yes. You've got to take the time in advance. A lot of people come to the office and say, well, I'll, I'll worry about it when it happens. Right. Or my kids will worry about it. <laughs> no, 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 no. These are not, not good ideas. And so if you do your planning in advance, you should be able to fend off a guardianship. That's the common guardianship, right? We see a lot of that. We see a lot of people, uh, most of the guardianships that I do in my office are because the kids come in, mom and and or dad is sick. Maybe they need to go into a nursing home or they need home care and we're trying to protect their assets and we can't move the assets. We can't do anything. We can't set up trust because they lost their capacity and they don't have a good power of attorney. So if you have lost capacity, you can no longer designate a POA, correct? If you've lost your capacity, you're stuck in the mud. Okay. And let's talk about capacity and what the legal threshold of capacity is. We always say of sound mind and body. Now, is there, is there a litmus test for that? Is, you know, are there certain legal you know, thresholds that have to be hit? There, are, there is a legal definition of capacity, but when you start talking about guardianships, and it's a good segue into, into the Britney Spears. Yeah, because know, when you look at those legal documents that's right. of, what they, uh, of what they were proposing when her father was moving for this, and the, the kind of lack of backed up medical evidence to support his claim, right. you know, it, it really becomes a very gray and arguably dangerous area. So really, I'm glad you, you used the word, the, the terms medical evidence. It's really important. A, a good attorney does not even need medical, medical evidence, right? So in a guardianship matter, it's all about functional limitations, Okay. right? So let's talk about the Britney Spears. Well, let's not talk about the Britney Spears matter, but let's sort of parlay into that. Another form of a guardianship is where, uh, let's create a fact pattern. Let's say, um, uh, you know, mom and, let's say mom. Mom hasn't lost her capacity, right? But the kids, she lives with a child. And that child is sort of got a stronghold on mom's decision-making mm-hmm. process. As well as access to finances. And, po- and possibly mm-hmm. on the bank account. Yeah. And we see this often. Quite often, right? yeah, yeah. And, you know, this sort of goes down the road of the Britney Spears matter where, Mom may not have dementia. Mom may not have Alzheimer's, but mom 
is being unduly influenced, possibly. She's being coerced. Correct. Right. And so you have the other children on the outside. You know, it's usually one child is living with mom, close caregiver, takes mom to all her doctor's appointments, has access to her finances. And really, whatever that child says over time, mom starts to listen and believe. Yeah. And it may be right. It may be wrong. Absolutely. And then, and then it's interesting because that's, it's outright duress at that point. You that's know, the guardianship. And that's, yeah. That's going to be litigated. Right. right? It, well, that's, well, that great question. How does that get litigated? Because now you're dealing with, well, back up, let's get into the guardianship mm-hmm. first and we'll talk about the mm-hmm. court appointed attorney and the best interest of the client. So go ahead. Yeah. So the, the, in that case, the children would come to us and say, hey, listen. The other children. The other children. And they would say, uh, you know, w- we don't know what's going on over here. Uh, you know, we don't, you know, oh, there's always going to be an allegation that, that, the, that, that the sister or the brother is, is pilfering mom's assets or mm-hmm. has done something, you know, mom took, you know, the, the child and the grandchildren on, on a Disney vacation, yeah. you know, uh, it, it, we could sit here all day and talk about all the different facts. Yeah. It's something that we, and we both see, we see it, it. I see so it, many I see it times. Time. Yeah. Uh, and so then we would have to, you know, we don't want to commence any kind of case frivolously. Right. Mm-hmm. So we really have to flush it out. We really got to kind of get into the weeds on the fact patterns. Uh, but generally speaking, uh, there's probably enough there to to say that mom has functional limitations, not not medical, right? It's not a medical issue. I'm not I'm not looking to take a doctor's testimony. I'm going to go into court and say, mom is is being influenced. She's being uh, forced into the situation. She's not aware of some of these uh, of, of the circumstances. Uh, she's not, she's incapable of making her own decisions because of, of the daughter's influence. And those are called functional limitations, right? You think you hear about functional limitations in the world of elder abuse, right? right? And so we would go to court and we would have, you know, the, the children as, as our, as our witnesses, we take the mom's testimony, right? We will cross-examine the child that's that's living with mom. And what court are you in exactly? We're in Supreme Court. Court. There's a guardianship right. part okay. in, 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 gotcha. in Supreme. Uh, and and so and, and and generally speaking, what might happen again to protect the interest of, of the person, the court might appoint an independent third party as 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 a guardian, right? Over mom. Over, over mom, and 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 not always, not necessarily stripping mom of her rights, right? Uh, but just maybe somebody that goes in to hand to help mom to assist mom to handle her affairs. But it, but not necessarily stripping of rights. However, once you're placed under that guardianship, are you able to to advocate anymore? Are you able to yeah. sign checks? Are you able to Are you able to say who you want? I mean, let's go back again to Britney Spears. She he had guardianship over both her person and her estate. She was not able to have a credit card. She was not able to have access to cash. She right. was not able to render a healthcare decision. That's a true guardianship. So how now? So what is the the line that separates okay. where mom's legal court appointed guardian doesn't cross so egregiously right. into taking over her that's, entire person? That's the court proceeding to show that mom has enough financial acumen okay. to understand that she these are her assets. This is what she wants. Um, and that she should participate, continue to participate. So that line is drawn by a judge. Yes. And, and papers will reflect yes. that she, is it, is it spelled out the specific access she is to have? Yes. Or is it kind of just a general? No. So the great thing about the guardianship here in New York State is you could tailor the proceeding. Okay. Right. It's not an all or nothing. It okay. often looks like that. It often looks like an all or nothing because look, 
if you have dementia or if you have Alzheimer's, it, it, it is it is a full blown out guardianship. You are being stripped of your of your rights to to handle your affairs because you can't. Which they actually accused her of having. I mean, there were court documents that that uh, you know right. showed a dementia right. diagnosis to right. her. Um, and that was the proceeding. Yes. Right. So so if if we were going to commence a proceeding, so again, there's different types of guardianships. The guardianship now that we're talking about is where somebody is in it is um, in need of assistance, but they haven't lost their capacity. Right. So you would tailor that guardianship to say, okay, uh, Sal DiCostanzo is going to be appointed the guardian over Jen Graziano. And and here here's how it's going to go down. Here's here's the the, the judgment of the court. Sal and Jen are supposed to work together. Okay. They're supposed to consult with each other. Uh, you know, and and we could tailor that as 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 much as we want. So circling back now, you're my legal guardian, and I find that you're overstepping far right. too much. Now I want to commence an action. Yeah. So how do I do that? You're my legal appointed guardian. Do I go retain additional counsel to bring a suit against you? You could, and and that's actually the point that I was trying to make to you the other day is that you know. Uh, once you're in a guardianship, there are bad people everywhere, right? Yeah, very true. I, I, I'd like to think here in Westchester County, see the court is going to appoint somebody off of a list. Correct. They're not just randomly assigning the guardianship to, to and it's usually an attorney. Right. Uh, so they're going to appoint somebody. Now, if that attorney is acting uh, unethically uh, or if they're breaching their fiduciary duties, you know, because they have to act in the best interest of the, of the ward. Uh Anyone, you know, whether it's uh, an interested family member, uh, it, it, sometimes it, it, could, it could be a nursing home. It could be it could be anybody that has that that, that sees what's going on. So, uh, in the case of mom and the one kid versus the other kids, yeah. other kids could bring a suit, and they're standing for anybody who's intru- who has an interest in yeah. the in the. And in you the party. file a petition with the court, and you okay. you bring. It, it, the, remember, the guardianship part is very sensitive. Mm-hmm. So. You know, you just go back to the to the court, even if it's not, you know, if you don't have the right papers, the court's going to hear you. And if you go to the court and say, hey, listen, we think something's going on over here. It's not right. Uh, the court's going to going to probably hold a hearing. What about the duration of guardianship? Is it in de- it, does it only end if, if a if a legal action is commenced to end it or, so, or is it a finite date on it, the paper? It, it depends. Right. So so. Uh, a, a typical guardianship where somebody's got, you know, cognitive impairments goes on for the person's lifetime. But we often commence guardianships for specific purposes as well. So let's say I have somebody that uh, has dementia and I want to try to protect their house and I want to set up a trust. I can go into court and ask for the court to appoint a limited special guardian okay. solely for the purpose of creating a trust. Once I get that power, I go back to my office. I create the trust. I go back to the court. I show them the trust. We're done. They bless everything. We're done. Okay. And then the guardianship's over. Going back, there's just so much that we can cover on this in such a limited amount of time. But a durable power of attorney, mm-hmm. that survives the cognitive impairment. So if I appoint you as my POA now and then I lose all cognitive That's function, right. you are still, you were, I mean, the power of attorney survives. You were able to come in and make these decisions. That's right. Why would people not have a durable power of attorney? They wouldn't. And, and as a matter of fact, the New York state statute was changed a few years back okay. where we no longer have a non-durable power. So, so it's always going to survive. If you go pull the form off the internet, which I do not recommend, <laughs> but if you pull the form off the internet, uh, which is likely going to put you into a guardianship because the form on the internet is, 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 is lacking. Well, I think that's a, a very important point and you should illustrate why. And again, I, it always comes back to, um, 
you need to be in the right hands. There's yeah. so much at stake when it comes to your your administrative housekeeping. And it's not something that anyone can do. You need someone with the specialized knowledge of the ever-changing laws in New York State, the nuances, the ins and outs, um, because these are these are such sensitive subjects, uh, Matter Sal, but this is everyday stuff. These are not far-fetched scenarios. No. These are things that can happen. We see them happen. So explain why the DIY power of attorney, the DIY legal Zoom will, you know, why is this not good? So if you go on the internet and pull a, 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 what we call boilerplate power of attorney, mm-hmm. it's valid, right? It's it's a valid power of attorney. Uh, but the statutory form of a power of attorney has very basic powers. <clears throat> so for instance, there, we, we like to call them uh, ministerial powers. Uh, they're a little bit more complicated than that. But generally speaking, it's the power to handle banking transactions. So what does that mean? That means that if I am your agent, I can go to the bank and I can pay your bills. Um, I can have access to your bank records. Okay. Right. But I can't move your bank account. I can't take your bank account and transfer it to a trust. Mm-hmm. I can't give it to you. I can't, I can't add somebody's name to it. Mm-hmm. And you might say, well, why would you want to do that? Well, if God forbid you get sick and we're looking to reposition your assets so that way we can protect them and you're not spending you know, all of your money on your care, well, I need to move your assets around. And can you tailor, if a power of attorney is done correctly, can you tailor it the way you can so tailor the guardianship? that's why you don't use the do-it-yourself form. Right. The do-it-yourself form gives you that basic power. Whereas speaking, sitting down with you, when you sit down with can me, have a tailored we're document. Take that form and we're going to modify mm-hmm. it and we're going to put the power to transfer your assets. We're going to put the power to change beneficiary designations. We're going to put the power to create a trust. These are not in your standard form. They're huge powers. Yeah, no, absolutely. And another question, I know the POA uh, dies with the person. Does the guardianship, is the guardian able to act in their fiduciary capacity posthumously for the person? New York state statute allows you to wind up the guardianship, but simultaneously you'll have to commence the probate proceeding. The guardian will. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, the nominated executor will. Okay. Okay. Um, But usually, I mean, in cases like this, do you find that a will is lacking when we when we're dealing with cases where we've gotten to guardianship? Because they the reason why we're in the guardianship is because they don't have a power of attorney. Usually, if they don't have a power of attorney, they didn't do anything. Correct. Um, This is if you're just joining us, or if you join late, we're talking to Sal D. Costanzo, elder law expert, and we're talking about mostly guardianship, but we're touching on powers of attorney and an overall need to plan. Sal, it's January. People are still mindful. They're still in resolution mode. And if you're saying this is the year that I'm going to do this, don't put it off. And if you take nothing else away from the show, please take that. I want you to address any listeners and viewers who are, you know, they're, they're, they're over 70, they're over 75. They haven't done anything yet. And they're saying it's too late. It's definitely not too late. Why? Quite frankly, there's always something that we can do. If you're yeah. if you're a seasoned elder law attorney, you have a, a bag of tricks. You know, I don't like to use the word tricks, but you, you know, I have I have all these arrows in my quiver. Uh, so I may not be able to do the same thing for you in your 80s that I could do in your 60s, uh, but I could still do things to save your assets or protect your assets at least at least to a portion. But you could always draft a power of attorney. You could always draft a healthcare proxy so long as you have your capacity. And how important is that? And I think you touched on something earlier in your example with when you have that situation with multiple kids and one might be the, the more prevalent 
one, but, you know, and doing the doctor's visits and, and involved in everything. But, you know, it doesn't mean that the other children are not well-intentioned and shouldn't be part of the process. Absolutely. I think when you have cases of multiple children, it's probably all the more important to spell Absolutely. out who's doing yep. what and let it come from you rather than the kids hashing it out after the fact. Absolutely. If you have a family, uh, you know, there's so many families today that, you know, one child's going that, that way, one child's right. going this way. It's so important to make sure that you take the time to sit down and put your affairs in order so that way everybody hears it. Yeah. Right. It's not just about drafting the right documents. It's communicating it's putting it. all the kids down around the table and saying, OK, listen, sonny boy, you're getting yeah. X, Y, Z. You know, daughter, you're going to get my, my ring. Sonny boy, do you hear that? Daughter, do you hear that? My clients take pictures of their tangible personal property. They turn it over. They, they develop the pictures. They turn it over and they write to Jen. You get my diamond ring shown on the other side of this photo. And all of that holds up legally. If well, we're in, I've never in had a probate it, proceeding, but I would right. imagine that it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's testator intent. It's their, it's their intent, obviously. You know but. what? It just, it's, it's sometimes like playing poker. Not one of those kids at that table is going to, is going to believe that that's not what their mom intended. Right. Right. Well, we hope. But, you know, again, these are hard conversations to have, but important nonetheless. Once you get past, I, I always say, it might be uncomfortable, but getting past that initial discomfort, I mean, look at look at the what if if you don't do it. That's right. That That's mega discomfort. So, you can see siblings. I've seen siblings lose relationships yep. over this. I see feuding at funerals. And, you know, it's if you just have this hard conversation up front um, and, and that is a common situation. The other common situation nowadays, you know, the nuclear family is not what it was. Not everybody's getting married and having children. Absolutely not. So if you find yourself in that situation where you don't have that immediate next of kin that we're talking siblings or then arguably nephews, nieces, you have to spell it out because that's right. Where, where will your assets go? Where, you know, I mean, you know, under New York state law, there's, there's, your assets will still pass to your family members. Correct. And I there's mean, a hierarchy. There's of a that. hierarchy. A lot of people come to me and they say, well, I need to draft a will because if I don't, my assets, the state's going to take my assets. That's not true. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, it's not true. Um, but if you've got extended family or family that doesn't get along, right. uh, you know, and this is a different discussion for another day, but we want to avoid probate. So we're going to yeah. want to talk about trust. And, you know, that the trust kind of, vehicle, I still find is so underutilized. I mean, it's it, getting there. It, I mean, yeah. we're doing more and more trust these days. Yes. Um, yeah. It's, you, you know, the courts are, are great in Westchester County, especially the surrogates court. But there are just certain uh, they, there are certain things that if you could avoid, then, then it's worth avoiding. Sal, I know pre-COVID, you were just always out on the circuit lecturing. Mm -hmm. And that's such a part of what you do is blogging and writing and a very comprehensive website. You're also featured in uh, the magazine that we produce, Coming of Age, uh, the, the latest issue as well. Um, are you getting back there? Are you doing more? Yeah, anything coming up? Yeah. Matter of fact, I'm hoping to send out a newsletter today or tomorrow. Um, we're planning an event in the Rye office on February 1st. Oh, okay. Um, we, I think, I think what it's going to be is uh, 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 we're combining, we're trying to combine, you know, sometimes it can be really boring to come and talk about legal matters, right? So we're going to have a... Oh, come uh, on, it's so exciting. So, <laughs> so everybody wants to do that. <laughs> we're going to do a, a, a craft oil and vinegar tasting. Oh. Uh, there's, a, there's an outfit here. I think it's in Pleasantville where they're going to come and they have all these different craft, uh, you know, vinegars and oils and you taste. And then I'll say a little something about, you know, state planning and 
We're going to do that on February 1st. So that people goes can, perfect with oil and vinegar. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Just try to change it up a little bit. It should be oil and water if you're talking about feuding families. <laughs> but um, uh, no, that's a great idea. So that's good to know. And we'll always, um, you know, we'll have you give your website now because it's going to take about two minutes. So go ahead. I, his website's hysterical. The website is uh, planned today for tomorrow. It's all spelled out. Uh, but you could reach me by email at smd at mfd-law.com. The phone number is 914-925-1010. And your Northern Westchester phone number? 914-245-2440. We have two offices, one in Rye and one in Yorktown Heights. Well, so no matter where you are in Westchester County, you can find Sal. Um, but all joking aside, I just think this is so important. And you you really don't... Is it... Is it a, a safe statement to say you just don't want to end up in the guardianship? You're just, absolutely not. I, we're working on a case right now where the the, the son is, is retaining us, and uh, you know he 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 could he could go and apply for Medicaid, uh, but he can't because there's no power of attorney, and we need to commence a guardianship proceeding right. to, and it's going to cost another $10,000 in legal fees. So we don't want to be here. So the way to Definitely avoid not. being here is having the proper documents in order, having wishes and affairs right. spelled out. Um, distinguish quickly for us guardianship and conservatorship. Are they interchangeable? That's the same thing in New York State. Okay. You know, other states call it conservatorship. Okay, but New York, New York do, is a guardianship. A guardianship state. Um, 914-925-1010 if you are in the southern half of Westchester. And up the line, it's 914-245-2440. And also get information on an upcoming event in the Rye office coming up on February 1st. Mm -hmm. Do people get to take home their oil and vinegar? Of course. Oh, well, just got to make sure you, nobody goes <laughs> home empty-handed. Um, but the message today, folks, is it's a fresh year, fresh start. Get your affairs in order and don't just go to anybody. Go to an expert. It, it, believe me, the mistakes you can make, you can be so costly I'm to go to the wrong person. People make mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all got to do something for a living. That's right. So with that, thank you so much, Sal. Thanks, You'll be Jeff. back. Good I know you. you will be. Great to see you. And this is Jen Graziano thanking you for taking the time to listen as we took the time to talk. Have a great day, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs>